this isn't a defense or, or anything of Ken Dorsey, but he's not even down there on the sideline. You know, I mean, he's one of the, I think someone wrote that there was only five offensive coordinators in the NFL that aren't on the sideline right now. And he was one of them or was one of them, you know, not anymore, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Sean McDermott, like get on your guys here. Stop making mistakes, get in their face, something. Uh, this is just uh woof. It, it, it just, just stinks. Like, you know, pulling the goal, like switching up your goalie and maybe, you know, lighting a fire under the team. Maybe something will happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but I'm pretty sure Dorsey's offense went down and took the lead in the final two minutes. I'm pretty sure Ken Dorsey yeah. had nothing to do with the 12 men on the field penalty on the Bills, the, this unbelievably brutal way to lose a football game. And I don't think Dorsey called the second straight cover zero blitz that the Broncos birthed them on uh, that put him in position for that field goal. So this is unjust. Uh, I don't think he should have been fired. I mean, we've had the topic on the show. We've talked about do the Bills miss Brian Dayball? I think, yes, they've been missing Brian Dayball. That doesn't mean Ken Dorsey should be fired. Hey there, everybody. Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as I am each week by Nick Woten. Nick is, of course, the managing editor of the Bills Wire, which is part of the USA Today Network. This podcast is available wherever you get your shows. So support us by subscribing, leaving that five-star review or is it a four-star review? I don't know. Nick, you deserve five stars in my book. So if people are reviewing the show, I hope they give you five. Me too. <laughs> After this <laughs> <Yeah>. past week. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah, this is the time of the week where I usually now go and make some slag comment about how I'm doing better than the Bills, but I don't even think I need to say it this week for people to know that I'm doing a lot better than the Bills this week, Ryan. Yeah, the Bills are in a spot. They're in a spot. Um, obviously, the big news. Uh, and 24 hours later, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one. Uh, this is... This is a big story with the Bills. Obviously, Ken Dorsey getting fired. Nick, it's a, it's a, it feels a little smelly in a lot of ways to me. Um, it smells just because Sean McDermott and Josh Allen have both both endorsed Ken Dorsey at the podium at at various times. There was times when Dorsey was at the king of the world, right early in the season when the Bills were blowing out the Dolphins, blowing out the Commanders, and looking really good on offense. Then when it got bad, people wanted Dorsey out, but. The Bills seem to be pushing back against that. This just isn't a move that you would expect an organization that has its crap together to to do. But that was a heads a heads roll kind of loss to the Broncos, Nick. Mm-hmm. And someone's head had to roll. It's not going to be Sean McDermott, obviously. It's definitely not Josh Allen. He's not getting benched or anything. That's never going to happen. So I guess you look at the offense. Ken Dorsey, it's it's his head on the stake. I think it kind of smells. But what's your leadoff thought on uh, Dorsey? Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, the first thing that came to mind for me was the 2016 uh, Rex Ryan Bills, where late in the season they uh, they fired Greg Roman. And what happened before then? Uh, well, they lost a game 37 to 31, and then they fired the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So the defense let up 37 points, but then they fired the offensive coordinator, whose side of the ball put up 31. I like the comp. And. Yeah, and then it's and then it's not quite you know uh, that scenario, but uh, yeah, Ken Dorsey had pretty much nothing to do with the reason why the Bills lost that game. And then, of course, you know you you want more than twenty two points, um, but it's it's just things weren't. I, I'm definitely more, I think, on the side of you know Ken Dorsey being the scape, scapegoat here. Um, it's just yeah. Uh, there's so many plays that, you know, he, he's, he's not the one tipping passes and he's not the one dropping balls. And, um, you know, I mean, sure. Dan Orlovsky can go out there and, you know, tell everyone, make everyone think he's the best, uh, you know, 
hoodie and blazer wearing offensive coordinator in in the NFL. But uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't see enough, you know, for for Dorsey really here to get fired. But I more compare this one to uh, as a guy who came from a, a predominantly hockey background in my life, who now has written about football for a decade now. I'm old as crap. Um, but uh, this kind of reads to me as a hockey game where your team's down for nothing and you're being outshot, you know, 25 to five and you change the goalie. <laughs> it's not like anyone on the team is like, it's the goalie's fault that we're getting absolutely pumped. Like, no, it's you're leaving the guy, you're hanging him out there to dry. So you got to try to do something, shake it up. Um and that's kind of what this feels like. This kind of feels like the Bills are kind of shaking it up in one last desperation moment to save the 2023 season. And um, yeah, I, I I could see maybe in a more fair world, if you will, that the uh, the Bills maybe go go the rest of the season, see what happens, and then fire Dorsey or then move on to Dorsey or step step down uh, like they did with leslie frazier <laughs> yeah, okay quote unquote um but so yeah quote unquote but uh yeah that's kind of my feeling on it ryan I, I really didn't think it was too deserved in, in my my book i didn't think he was doing doing super well i mean don't get me wrong i'm not saying this guy is going to win assistant coach of the year like brian dable did with the bills but i mean you know <laughs> gabe davis doesn't tip that pass um, you know, uh, Dalton Kincaid, he had another good game, but he had a key to key third down drop. You know, Josh Allen is, is, can, can he hand off the ball to James Cook? I mean, it, at the same time, well, you're, you know, the offensive coordinator is, you know, he's one of those guys stirring the pot. I mean, this isn't a defense or, or anything of Ken Dorsey, but he's not even down there on the sideline. You know, I mean, he's one of the, I think, Someone wrote that there was only five offensive coordinators in the NFL that aren't on the sideline right now, and he was one of them, or was one of them, you know, not anymore. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Sean McDermott, like, get out of your guys here, stop making mistakes, get in their face, something. Uh, this is just uh, woof. It, it, it just just stinks, like you know, pulling the goal, like switching up your goalie, and maybe you know, lighting a fire under the team. Maybe something will happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but I'm pretty sure Dorsey's offense went down and took the lead in the final two minutes. I'm pretty sure Ken Dorsey yeah. had nothing to do with the 12 men on the field penalty on the Bills, the, this unbelievably brutal way to lose a football game. And I don't think Dorsey called the second straight cover zero blitz that the Broncos birthed them on uh, that put him in position for that field goal. So this is unjust. I don't think he should have been fired. I mean, we've had the topic on the show. We've talked about do the Bills miss Brian Dayball? I think, yes, they've been missing Brian Dayball. That doesn't mean Ken Dorsey should be fired. Uh, that That's not we never got there. Uh, so. Uh, it's tough. He's definitely a scapegoat. I think that's the way. Um, that's a great way to put it. The Bills are pulling the goalie. I, I love that analogy. They're pulling the goalie. They're trying to bring in the backup goalie. But Nick, you're already down four nothing, and I don't know if bringing in the backup goalie is going to get you there. You know, it's it's, it's kind of exactly. that kind of feels like where the Bills are at. Uh, McDermott said after the game, he hinted at this post game. He said there was going to be some tough conversations about changes to make going forward. I didn't know what he meant by that. I'm like, boy, with tough changes, you're not. We're not bringing the in the other Allen at quarterback, right? So what changes are what changes? Your injury depleted a defense. Uh, you're not gonna you're gonna fire your special teams. You're gonna fire everyone on special teams because of the miscue at the end. Maybe that's what he meant. But then it was Dorsey, and I was just uh, again 24 hours later. I'm still stunned. I think uh, here's my question for you, Nick, because I know Sean McDermott in terms of like the bank of goodwill. Uh, he's done a lot for Buffalo. 10 out of 10 human being, 10 out of 10 defensive mind, defensive coordinator, that kind of guy. 
Uh, head coach, I'm starting to wonder. I'm I'm wondering when the Pagulas start having tough conversations about Sean McDermott. You know what I mean? I you know the saying like once is a chance, twice is a coincidence, third time's a pattern. Mm-hmm. With Sean mm-hmm. McDermott, we're well beyond a third time. Like the Bills consistently lose games they should have won because of stupid, mind-boggling mistakes or decisions, especially late in games when games are close and it's a teetering. Right? I mean, the twelve men on the field penalty. We could call that a, just an unlucky break. If we haven't seen the Bills mishandle and screw up end-of-game situations over and over, we, we've only been doing this podcast for three years. We could rattle off all kinds of shows we've done talking about the Bills screwing something up at the end of a game. Uh, this, is, this has happened over and over yes. again, right? I mean, it's a pattern now. The Bills are not a smart football team under McDermott. They're not. They're, they've got the second most turnovers in the league. They've been poorly coached on offense. It's probably why Dorsey's out, right? Especially lately. They're spiraling on offense. Josh Allen doesn't look right. Uh, so they've been under, underperforming, but how can you not look at Sean McDermott at some point? I, I understand Dorsey's the scapegoat here, but shouldn't they be, at what point does that seat get warm? Do they start having conversations about, boy, we really are a stupid team at the end of games, Nick, right? And I get McDermott is, he's trying to, he's pulling the goalie. He's trying to make a move here, but at what point do the bills look at him and look at the head coach and be like, are we getting what we need there? Uh, can we, can our team improve? Can we get over the hump? At head coach, that's the question, I think. At what point does that seat get warmer? Yeah, I think right now it's warm. I think, you know, it's uh, it's not going to, you know, I think he has plenty of credit in the bank right now, but going down the stretch run, it's not going to be, a, you know, the, 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 the comfy, cozy seat he's used to. There's no way, um, because at this point, now it's, you know, who, who are we going to point the blame at? You know, we, we casually uh you know tongue and tongue and cheek as i'm used to doing <laughs> my tongue and cute comments uh, when it comes to leslie frazier but let's not forget um he, this is he has now completed the trifecta he has fired heath farewell as well <laughs> he fired him at the end of the, so after all, the all three the, phases uh, now game. covered you know you know so you know it was you know it was ken dorsey's fault that there was 12 men in the field it was uh heath farewell's fault that you know the tyler bass didn't kick in the end zone or 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 he did kick it in the end zone, excuse me, uh, against the uh, Chiefs in the postseason there. And then, um, yeah, uh, Leslie Frazier, I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't know why he fired Leslie Frazier. <laughs> he was um, too busy getting the defense whatever. to the top of the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, let's be um, l- let's be honest, too. Um, we saw the Bills beat the, the Giants 14-9. to And, you know, yes, technically um, – Technically, Brian Dable got hired. <laughs> that was a frosty handshake that those two shared. I remember the, it yep, uh, vividly. At the end of that game. So, I mean, you know, three strikes are out. And, you know, there was, I don't know. But did he go down looking? Like, how do, can we make it four strikes? Like, like it's it, it it's now him and, and that's it. I mean, that's that's for sure. That's all. That's what's left right now. And I and the, it, it sounds a little dramatic because the team is five, five and five. And. Um, a single win kind of at this time of the year, um, will go a long way, but you know, it's, it's, it's been like that the past two weeks though, and they still haven't gotten to win. <laughs> so that's the problem right now. And I think it's, if he goes through the end of the year and the bills are under 500, it's the, the seat's going to be hot going in the next year. Seat is going to be hot. I think, I think he'll, he'll, he'll get the off season. I think for sure. But, um, 
Yeah, I would be shocked. Something bad would have to, like, they would have to be more than one game under 500 for him to be maybe on the chopping block this offseason, I think, for me. But, yeah, all the credit he has in the bank right now is uh, he's he's running on, I don't know, he's running on um, a loan or something. I don't know. He's looking at bankruptcy in the face. I, I'm not a financial person, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. He's he's last now he's the last guy so he can't fire anybody else for things that we should probably put on his plate like the end of kansas city that's the head coach's job like the 14 seconds at the end of kansas city game in the playoffs like you should have that buttoned up and 12 men on the field you should have that button up that i guess we could talk about that play nick i mean they were talking about on the get up program how on espn which i think we both tune into each morning uh, they were talking on that show on tuesday morning about how McDermott shouldn't have even been rushing his field goal unit on the field, right? Why match their personnel? Why why not just keep your base defense and just stand there and watch Denver rush? Now, somebody on that show, I forget who it was, said, why don't you just bring your field goal block in on third down after the timeout? And I don't agree with that because I guess you can't guarantee that the Broncos are going to kneel it again. It seemed like that was what they were going to do. I thought in real time, I thought that was advantage bills. Like, let the Broncos kneel it, run around, rush their kicker on. They had just done it at the end of the first half. So Sean McDermott, I mean, I'm sorry, Sean Payton thinks, oh, look how smart I am, guys. I pulled this off at the end of the first half. We're going to pull it off again. But at the end of the game, it's such a different situation, right? So much more pressure, the crowd noise, the crowd's in it on the road. Like, obviously, that's a more pressure kick, and you're going to rush your kicker out there against the clock and not let him go through his normal warm-up routine, whatever, like the line it up, step back, do the thing, nod at the holder, all that crap. Like, you're going to rush that whole thing? I thought that was advantage Bills. Just stand there and watch them rush. But instead, the Bills, I guess McDermott said afterwards because they practiced it, Nick, right? They had repped it in practice, so we got to do it. The Bills rush on their field goal block and accidentally have 12 guys out there because they're rushing around, and there's a million guys running off the field on the Broncos side, on the Bills side. It's like, and that's what happened? Like, like, I think that's a legit second guess. Why didn't, why did you have to rush your field goal block team out there? I think that's a great point they brought up. What do you think? I, I, what I took away from McDermott saying they practiced this wasn't. It's like, hey, it's not like my he fault. Said that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel like he said it and was like, that's not my fault. He said that, and I was like, dear God, he like they practiced this and still messed it up. Belichick like, does that all the time. Belichick's like, well, you know, we pra- we practiced that. We practiced. I was it. like, yeah. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You practice this like bonkers, random scenario, and what? It's <laughs> like you practice it and still messed it up. Like, <laughs> like I like for me, that made it look worse. I was like, just say nothing, dude. Just say nothing. You know what like, they practice? That's how it, serious I am. As I'm saying, I said, "Dude," twice in one sentence. They practice like, it. So taken aback by that, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I think the practice was at the end of the first half when the Broncos made them do that. They were like, "All right, we yeah. got this. This is what we do." I think that was the practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, wild, wild. <laughs> just uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I. They're just really for me at the twelve men at the end. I was thinking about this before we were, you know prepping and you know before i'm going to talk to you ryan um and of course you know the people should know i sent you a text yesterday and said i shouldn't we shouldn't have the podcast this week i don't think there's anything to talk yeah, about week off um but when i was thinking about it, i'm like what do you say about this 12 men thing and I'm, i couldn't even think of anything else to say i'm just like it's just the most boneheaded thing like you play how many snaps in a game and this isn't hockey this isn't soccer where you can go down a man you have 11 men on the field every single time 
and you just decided this one time to not do it. It's like <laughs> the most inexcusable penalty you could you could think of. I mean, I, I don't even know the field I goal. <laughs> I mean, just Bills fans know. I mean, the field goal, the ball goes wide of the upright, and you just like exhale right for a minute. You're like, wow, they're gonna survive here, and then you see the flag like a couple seconds later. So you go through the process of they won, they they survived this. Holy crap, too wait a minute, what What could that flag be, right? You know, you just know it's something stupid and you're like, don't tell me, don't tell me. And yeah, the, for the 12 men, there's just I think no. everyone's gut reaction, right, is, oh, someone jumped off sides. Yeah, off like, which is stupid or, in its own, which is stupid of its own. And that's like, all right, you know what guy's getting is walking papers tomorrow. Yeah, or <laughs> like, like a, or a when leverage. When they said 12 men, I yeah. was just like, there's no way there's 12 men out there. And even, even um, I thought it was funny even uh, – what's his name? Troy. What the hell's the commentator's name? Why am I blanking? Um, uh, I believe Joe Buck. Who's the Monday Night Football guy? Yeah, it's Aikman. Aikman. Sorry. Uh, uh, Troy Aikman. He counted the 11 guys down on the line. He, and even he was like – he just missed Terrell Bernard, the like lone guy in the back just standing there like in case. <laughs> like it, I don't even know. Like even that was like a nice little cherry on top where I was like – they even – He's so stunned that there were 12 guys on the field here that even he couldn't see the guy that was just standing there. <laughs> just, if you're going to have 12 guys, you if you have 12 guys out there, you might as well block the kick. You know, that's, that's even make that makes it even more egregious. I guess he didn't even block the field goal. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the fact that the, that 12 guys made it on the field when, you know, as Jeff Saturday was saying on ESPN the next morning, like you have you have multiple guys on your sideline that are supposed to be counting that out. But again, just so much chaos on that play because the bills are rushing their, their defense off and their special teams guys on and the Broncos are doing the same and the clock is ticking and it's where, you know, we're down to 10 seconds and the field, I mean, it's just, you don't have time and the bills are out of timeouts anyway. So even if they realize they had 12, there's nothing they could do. So uh, it was just an unbelievable situation. Uh, and it, I think ultimately it, it falls on Sean McDermott. I mean, yeah, Ken Dorsey's heads on a stake this week. That had nothing to do with Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey's offense went down and scored the go-ahead touchdown. Uh, but anyway, um, the the play, a couple plays before that, Nick, the the second, the back-to-back cover zero blitzes. The first one that knocked him out of field goal range, I was just like, here we go. What a call by McDermott. I th- they showed cover zero. You know, defensive coordinators will get aggressive and do that thing. You know, they'll send court cover zero and be like, go ahead and beat us. We're going to come after you. Obviously, Russell Wilson knew the blitz was coming. He couldn't. He, he got completely buried on that play. I think they sent they sent the house. It was a great call. The great call. They knocked him out of field goal range. Then they do it again. Like I'm not smart enough, Nick, to know if it was out of the exact same formation. If they called the exact same play, I'm sure there is a nuance to it. But still, they showed it again, and Russell Wilson immediately got the ball out of his hand. Jerry Judy smoked Taron Johnson off the line by. I mean, the separation was ridiculous, right? At least a yard of separation. Uh, And now Taron Johnson's running his ass off to try to catch up to Jerry Judy. Judy's gone. That ball comes out of Russell Wilson's hand, and it's either a touchdown or a flag every single time, right? If Wilson puts it on him, it's a touchdown. If he underthrows it, Judy just works back to the ball through Johnson, and it's a flag because Johnson is playing catch up. That's That's what always happens on that call. So the Bills put themselves in that situation, cover zero, where they could have gotten burnt. And it's just like, why can't we just play freaking defense there? Uh, and, it, and it's McDermott's response after the game. He said something like, well, you know, they were only six yards from field goal range, which I guess was the 40-yard line. 40-yard line. He was calling the field goal range. That's a stretch. 
I guess he was worried about a dump off to the running back, which the, all the Broncos had was a dump off to the running back, right, Nick? Or Russell Wilson scrambling. I guess he was worried about the Broncos picking up five or six yards again and getting right back in the field goal range. So he wanted to come after Wilson again. It bit him. I loved the first call. I hated the second. Uh, I just think once you show that look, you can't show them the exact same look again. So another gripe I have, another big second guess with McDermott's handling of the late game situation was sending basically the exact same blitz twice. And the second time they burned you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my two thoughts are, well, the one is pretty much similar to you, Ryan. I, I mean, calling an all out blitz. The only thing I can think of that McDermott thought is like, to the effect of is there like no like they there's no way they think we're act like they think we're gonna pull out of this blitz because we never blitz so why would we end back to back like he yeah. outthought himself like is the only thing I can think of. Um maybe if you're going against um Tommy DeVito or some you know below average um and and you know no offense to Tommy DeVito um but a below average rookie uh, who's going to freak out in that situation. And I know Russell Wilson is the cringiest guy on earth, but the guy also is a Super Bowl winner and he's going to he's going to know what to do in that scenario. We should do the right thing to his credit. To his only dinking and dunking on the field uh self now. Um it, you throw it up. You throw it up because you don't know what what the heck could happen. Um and that's what happened. Um and the Bills didn't get there and I just think that McDermott kind of outplayed himself. In that scenario, second, um, man, man, oh man, the football gods are making Taryn Johnson pay for that breakup against the Giants. <laughs> Poor guy. Like it has been multiple times in recent weeks where he's been called for you know pass interferences and penalties and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one, but there's another one that the that he had uh, with the Bills, um, and it it. Um, with the bills like a, a costly costly penalty uh and um yeah it's uh <laughs> and even in this game man he had uh he knocked out the fumble he had the best and worst play of the bills defense uh in this game and it's uh yikes um yeah he, he might have got away with one against uh against the giants and um woof he is paying for it now. The football gods are looking yeah. down on that man, and they need to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm calling on him to stop. Yeah, I mean, I know he was upset and hot after that, but, dude, you got smoked. You got smoked at the line. I mean, and Judy's a tough guy to cover when you have no one behind you. He He's yeah. fast, and he runs really good routes, and he put his foot in the ground and, and was gone. And <clears throat> that was tough. But when you get smoked off the line like that on cover zero, you're screwed. I mean, it could have been a touchdown. You know, I mean, if Wilson put it on him, it's an easy touchdown. So anyway, I, I just thought the only time the Broncos were getting the ball down the field to their wide receivers, I mean, to your point, Nick, it was all dink and dunk, all dink and dunk or Wilson scrambling around. The time that Wilson was able to get it to his wide receivers was when the Bills blitzed and the Broncos picked it up and he had a little bit of time and he would deliver the ball. But other than that, they had really nothing on offense. And I just thought easy second guess, the second the second big all out blitz um, when I don't care if the Broncos scramble for five yards on that play. You're, you're, you kick the field goal from around the 40-yard line. That's a really hard kick. I don't think that's a high percentage for Will Lutz, but it became a much higher percentage kick when the Bills uh, committed the penalty and then the 12 men on the pedal, uh, field, too. That that helped as well. Uh, that helped as well. Yep. Before we get into the next uh, game against the Jets, which feels like a must-win now, Nick, considering where the Bills are at and what's coming up next on the schedule, 
give me mm-hmm. um, give me a couple seconds on Joe Brady. Do you think the offense improves? Do you think it's status quo? Uh, do you think this gives the offense the shot in the arm that McDermott, I guess, is hoping it does? Or do you think this is a a, a zero value add? You know what I mean? Do you think this doesn't move the needle? Yeah, I don't, don't want to you know hate on the guy too much, but I'm not super optimistic about it. When he was an offensive coordinator uh, in Carolina, I think they ranked like 25th and 29th or something um, with his, of course, a, a lot worse of, uh, what was that? Matt Rule was the head coach back then. Sounds right. Uh, not a great, uh, not a great uh, offense there, but I mean, you know, the Bills offense don't look too great either. So, you know, what am I supposed to think here that, you know, all of a sudden Joe Brady's going to, you know, make things a lot better. I don't know. Unless, unless there's a super fire lit here and Gabe Davis adds to his route tree and, and speed and someone else can come and be a playmaker and Stefan Diggs can get his brother to shut up. And uh, I don't know if all that can happen <laughs> and Josh Allen can stop throwing the ball away to the other team. If, if Joe Brady can do that in like five days, God bless him. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I like that. Yeah, and if Joe Brady can get James Cook to hold on to the football, that would help too. Uh, there we go. See, I, 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 I can't even hit everything. No. Yeah, there's there's a lot um, with the offense. And yeah, I there, I want to go back to something you said earlier here before we hit the break. Like You mentioned like you wish that Sean McDermott would just, I don't know, get fired up and yell at someone on the sideline. And did you do you notice during the game, Nick, there was a point, it was after the Allen interception late in the first half where he threw the pick, and he's coming off the field, and McDermott wanted to light him up. He wanted to. He, he went up yeah. to him and said something to him, and you, you saw a little piece of it on the broadcast. But yeah. it was just a quick second. McDermott said a little something to him. Allen walked past him, sat on the bench. I believe it's Joe Brady who sat next to him, and then you know he's basically getting the, the pat on the thigh. Oh, it's okay, Josh. We'll get him next time. Don't worry. You know, and then they start looking at the images or whatever. And in that moment, I'm like, no, McDermott, throw the headset, Get in the guys, like yell at someone, do exactly what Brian Dayball does every week with the Giants. Like lose your freaking mind, blow your top. It's not good enough. It's not okay. And I just, I don't know. You said that and it triggered it for me because I did feel that in the moment. I just, I think at some point, someone's got to just blow their top and just lay into them and, and light that fire. And is Joe Brady really the guy that's going to light a fire? I just, I, I didn't see it on the side. I haven't seen it on the sideline from what I've seen from his interactions with Josh Allen, but I almost think they need not to keep going back to Dayball, but that type of presence like Dayball would have flipped out if he was on the sideline. He would have flipped out. And it's like, yeah. maybe they need that guy. I don't know. They need someone to do something to kind of light that fire. Uh, so I don't know. That was just a little something I thought about when you said it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone, I mean, you're not going to get that from, uh, Joe Brady. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I get know, it. It's the padding uh, on the Dorsey, <laughs> Ken Dorsey was viewed as one of the younger up and coming uh, type of offensive coordinators, the assistants, potential head coaches uh, in the league. And um, Joe Brady, six, seven years younger than him. <laughs> I mean, no offense to him. He's, you know, 34 years old and he's going to be coaching 26 year old Josh Allen. And uh, I'm, yeah. Skeptical. Skeptical. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't want to beat up on the guy for being younger than everyone else because that's like me looking in the mirror, you know. But it's uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, good luck to him. Like I said, I, I think he's got a billion different things. And now that I think back to uh, you know, not to change gears here, but I just kind of laugh uh, a little bit now, looking back at the sequence of how that game ended, and then just looking at 
that run by James Cook where he was, you know, it looked like he was going for the touchdown. The game was ending. Then they dropped the ball and they pick it up. Then it looks like they're going to get it in. And <laughs> just that one run and so, uh, a succession of plays at the end where the Bills scored. It was basically just like giving us a little appetizer for what was about to come <laughs> in the next few minutes, which was amazing. It is amazing. Uh, I don't know if it was Bill Parcells that said it, but there's no... There's no magic formula. There's no magic pixie dust. Um, I'm with you. I don't think, I don't think firing Ken Dorsey and going to Joe Brady is going to magically fix the Buffalo Bills on offense. But uh, especially this week, you're playing the Jets, a, a Jets defense that feels pretty good when they play you. Um, I think the Jets aren't intimidated. They played the Bills really tough. The Bills have had a hard time with this team. We'll get to that here coming up next. But first, uh, here's some Week 11 fantasy advice from thehuddle.com. Corey Bonini with TheHuddle.com here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for week number 11. Quarterback Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers versus Los Angeles Chargers. Not only has Los Angeles given up the most passing yards per game to the position at just under 316, quarterbacks have scored a rushing touchdown on four occasions this year, and no team has allowed more, which is a nice little bonus to consider. This is the best fantasy matchup of the week, and Love faces a defense that has granted six 23-plus point performances in nine games, and they haven't picked off a pass in three of the last five outings. This matchup is 22.7% better than average in the last five games. Running back Tony Pollard, Dallas Cowboys at Carolina Panthers. Three straight games have passed since Pollard made it into double-digit PPR land, and he has posted only one stat line worth more than 10.5 PPR points since week three. The Panthers have allowed running backs 1.33 rushing scores per game on the year, and the 15 total touchdowns in nine contests gives hope for a strong showing. This is the second weakest unit at slowing the position. In the last five weeks, Carolina's given up the fourth most rushing yards and the tenth most total yards per game to running backs. Only eight defenses have permitted scores at a higher rate. Stick with your stud running back in this one. Speaking of struggling studs, Calvin Ridley, Jacksonville Jaguars versus Tennessee Titans. The former Atlanta receiver has been all over the map in 2023, and the last four games have seen him post three lines with fewer than seven PPR points apiece, and a six-catch 83-yard game to headline that stretch. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. There's a quality opportunity to get on track this week versus a Tennessee unit that has permitted wide receivers to average the 13th most catches and the 12th most yards per game since week five ended, and a dozen squads have seeded touchdowns at a higher clip. On the year, eight receivers have gone for at least 16 PPR points against the Titans, and Ridley should make it nine. Tight end Trey McBride, Arizona Cardinals at Houston Texans. McBride was a fantasy monster in Kyler Murray's first game back from injury, and he's a de facto number two receiver in this offense. Houston has given up the second most catches per game to tight end since week six began, and this is the third weakest unit at limiting PPR points on average in that time frame. Nine teams have been bigger pushovers when it comes to limiting scores. Expect another strong day from the young tight end. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. All right, we're back. Uh, Nick, I think if the Bills do want to make the playoffs, this week against the Jets feels like a game they're going to have to win. Now, every single week, they're favored by a touchdown. It doesn't matter who they play. Uh, they were favored by seven and a half against the Broncos. I think we finally got one right last week. I think we both liked the Broncos in that one. Uh, it just felt like a good spot for Denver, and it was, obviously. Coming off a of bye week, uh, feeling good about themselves. They just beat the Chiefs. The Bills coming off that really tough game against the Bengals. It just made sense. Now you're seven-point favorites again against a Jets team that knows it can beat you, that won't be intimidated, and that is also just as desperate as you are because they've lost two straight. Um, so feels like a must-win. Bills are favored by seven, but this is not a, a cakewalk by any means, right? This is 
These are always battles with the Jets. I don't expect this week to be any different. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be more of the same against the over the last two years, the the, the Jets of the last two two years, I should say. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson is brutal. Um, he hasn't got much better, has he? Jesus, I mean that guy. I bet on him last week, and I was just well, That was that was crazy how bad that guy is. I mean, yeah, a full touchdown here. It, I mean, that seems like a lot. I mean, especially in the NFL, this Jets defense just kind of has the Bills number, and you're gonna you're not gonna be able to install, and you're not gonna try to install a full new offense uh, in in five days. But I mean, I am, I am, I I'm not very hopeful. I'm not very hopeful right now for the, <laughs> a, a 34 year old guy who, again, I'm not hating on him for his age. I'm almost the same age as him, but that's a big task, big ask of anybody, of anybody. It's like how much is going to change in in a week? Uh, maybe it'll just be the play calling, and it just I, I'm 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 pulling at strings here, looking for some optimism, Ryan. Go, if you couldn't tell, go ahead, Joe Brady. Fix Josh Allen and get our season back on track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure. Yeah, oh, no and- pressure. You're facing probably the best defense in the league, exactly. In a must-win scenario <laughs> and a game where also you should probably still win despite all that. Like, yeah. no pressure, dude. No pressure, none at all. Oh, and, oh, by the way, yeah, you're expected to win. You're a seven-point favorite. Um, I, I think like what lever can they pull? What what lever can Joe Brady pull? Because I'm I'm not worried about the defense, even with the injuries. I mean. Your defense should be able to shut down Zach Allen. I'm sorry, Zach Allen. Zach Wilson in the Jets. You've done it before. You'll do it again. You're at home. Uh, so I'm not worried about the defense. It's just like, can the offense score enough? Uh, you know, I think the spread, I would probably just stay away from the spread and just bet the under if I'm betting the game. Uh, what's what's the over-under at? Let me just pull it up here. Uh, 40 and a half. I would probably bet the under. I see this game 17, 10, 20 to 13 max. You know what I mean? Like that, it feels like that kind of game. Uh, I don't... It's going to be a slog, and but what levers do what levers does Joe Brady pull? Is it Josh Allen run the ball more? Is that is it going to be that kind of game? Like it's a must win. We need this. Our best offense is usually when Josh Allen drops back, puts his foot in the ground. Is it there? No, I'm taking off. Then let's go try to tackle. Yeah, uh, is it going to be that yeah. kind of game? Are they going to like start committing to the run all of a sudden? Even like. How many times in the broadcast against the Broncos did they say, oh, they're having a good drive now because they're committing to that run? You know what I mean? Like the Bills, it seemed like when they went to the run, it worked unless James Cook's James Cook was fumbling. Uh, it was working, but there would be drives where they just mysteriously would just not go back to it. Uh, do they try to commit again to the run? I don't know. I don't know if running the football against the Jets is a good way to win. They're pretty good. They're, they're pretty stout in their front seven. So what levers do you pull? You know, I think that's interesting. What levers do you pull to to score enough to win the game? Because I think the Bills will hold them down defensively. I don't see the Jets scoring twenty points. Can the Bills get to twenty? Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I mean this the the Jets are brutal on offense. Um, but the only the only solution I can kind of see is to maybe call a few more designed QB runs and then you know flush the idea for another. If you really truly want to save the next two months of worth of games and save the season, I think you got to. Uh, kind of put shelf the idea of Josh Allen running the ball less or even just run the ball and slide, man. It's like, there's no in between with them. Like Russell Wilson, like sliced and diced the bills defense up with his legs. And he slid every single time. Basically. He doesn't really get hit. <laughs> <It's> pretty, <laughs> he's pretty good at it. Yeah. It's just like, 
Dude, I mean, I get that Russell Wilson played baseball too, but come on, man! Like, it's not that hard to slide. Well, the difference—if I can slide, you can slide, Josh Allen. The difference um, is Russell but, will slide, but Josh will jump. <laughs> Josh like jumps yeah. and like sticks that Hogan up there, and like you know, like boom, you know, like kind of uses the crotch, hits him right in the head with his own crotch. Like, that's kind of the Josh yeah, Allen way. Yeah. I'm going to hurdle you. I'm not going to slide. I, I I would think maybe call you know three, four, five design runs in a, in the game for for Josh Allen. Uh, even to extend the runs, shelf the idea of, you know, people are, I saw this clip going around right now where, you know, Tom Brady told Josh Allen that, you know, you got to magnify or minimize your turnovers or, or bad plays. And um, a lot of people were pointing towards, oh yeah, Josh Allen can't throw the ball. And that's why he always has to rely on his legs. And that's what Tom was saying, but that wasn't really what he was saying. If you listen to what he's saying, he was talking about stop throwing stupid passes when you can get a guy shorter you know, uh, Josh is not going to be able to run forever, but, you know, I think you need to shelve the idea of the decision-making and um, in terms of passing it and, and just keep the defense honest a little bit more and ask, ask him to run a couple more times, keep the defense honest. And then, you know, hopefully that opens enough up for you. Um, Cause again, the, the bills, I, th- I think if you are sincerely in desperation mode for this season, you have to start running him more. Um, and I'm not saying a ton, <laughs> just do it a couple times. Uh, he's willing to do it, do it a couple times and uh, see, see if that can open some stuff up for you. And if it can, I can, I can see if, if that, if that happens, I, I can even see that over, over hitting. I'm not about to, you know, suggest that it's going to right now, but uh, <laughs> I think that that's more than, I think that that's more than fair. I think to ask him if you're going to, if you, if you were going to make Ken, Ken Dorsey, you know, take, take bite the bullet because of Josh Allen's turnovers. And this man better be ready to start taking some hits too, because I think that's only fair at this point. Yeah. It was kind of a leading question. I think that's the lever. I think Josh Allen were in desperation mode. And what do the bills do when they're in debt, when they're in desperation mode, they put the ball in Allen's hands. It is drop back. Boom, boom, boom. Foots down. Okay. The ball's out to Kincaid. It's out to Diggs. It's out to Gabe Davis. Okay. It's not out. I'm running you know, or I'm extending. Uh, and that's, when the bills are really tough, they're really, really tough when they do that. And I think, I think we're going to see more of Josh Allen kind of trying to go out there and you want to call it hero ball. I don't know. I think that's, I, again, I just don't think that Joe Brady is going to scheme up some brilliant new offensive game plan. That's going to stun the jets. I just, I just think, you know, there's just, there's just so many levers you can pull there. So, uh, I, do you think the bills win the game, Nick? I, I think, I think they have to. I think I have to pick the Bills to win it. Uh, now, do I want to pick them to cover seven points? No, I mean, I think Bills by a touchdown is fair. Um, I think they're a better team mm-hmm. than the Jets. Uh, they just are. The quarterback discrepancy is so freaking... It's a, it's like the solar system. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, you should win this game. Uh, you're at home. Uh, the Jets are... The, the Jets have dropped a couple games. They're not, they're not flying high by any means here. Uh, but... You know, the Bills, their backs are so against the wall here when you're when you factor in what's coming up. I mean, you've got you've got Philly and then you finally get your bye week. Right. And then you got Kansas City. Then you got home Dallas and you got at L.A. Chargers like you, there's just Josh Allen said it after the game post game. There's no more margin for error. You make the mistakes you made against Denver against those teams. I just rattled off. You're going to lose. You You can't do that. You can't play football that way against these good teams. So they need to win this game. And they need to be six and five going into the Philly game, and then we'll see what happens, right? And then they got to try to win 
two out of three against the Chiefs, Cowboys and Chargers at least. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. That's, or or yeah. Philly too. You throw them in there. Like they got to win. Can they win two out of three against Philly, Kansas City, and Dallas after beating the Jets? If you do that, you're right back in it. You're nine and six or whatever. So, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a big game, man. This is a big spot. The Bills should win. I would pick them to win. Uh, would I bet them at seven? Probably not. I think when you see a seven point spread, don't you just stay away anyway? What do you, you, you know, you bet that yeah, because you I don't, I hate push. a seven point spread. Yeah. I, <laughs> nothing, nothing I like less than a seven point spread. I'd stay away from it. If you can get it down to six and a half, maybe I would look at the bills, but I don't feel too confident. I would probably pick the under. That's probably where I'd go. I just think this game screams 17 to 10. Uh, it, it's just where my, my gut is at. Um, I think the jets will win their fair shares of series on defense. I think the bills will, We'll figure out a way to score a little bit of points, uh, and they'll score more than the Jets. But you got a final big prediction for me, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm going to go final big prediction, you know, if, if it's at six and a half, I'll give the Bills a touchdown. Sure, same, let's see. Same. Let's do it. At seven, I hate seven. I just hate the number seven. You know, it's kind of like three. When it's seven or three, I'm like, come on, just pick one way or the other. Give me the half point or take the half point. It's like, like yeah, on. it's like about betting this just to boogie. root for a push. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that. That's dumb. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that that's what I'll go with. I'll go with the bills by, by touchdown and um, yeah, uh, I, maybe something freaky will happen where they'll get a return or maybe a defensive score, which is just as crazy as predicting the bills offense to put up points. I mean, they haven't had an interception in what week four since week four. Is that right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. And that is, and and you know I, I'll even for for this this saying that kind of made me uh, brought the name uh, Rasul Douglas into my head. Uh, you know, recently acquired cornerback, and uh, you know, uh, the, and this is not a knock on him at all. Uh, this is the exact opposite. He spoke to the media after that game. Not everyone did. <laughs> the guy just arrived here and was answering for his team's terrible play. Um. The likes of Gabe Davis and James Cook, you know, they denied, uh, declined interview opportunities after the game. And, you know, that's, I don't know, be a little bit more professional in my mind. But, I agree. Uh, no, I agree 100%. I think it's unless you have a great reason for it, you're you're rushing home for a family emergency or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, you should be talking to the media. There's no excuses. No, you, you have. Yeah. That's part of your job. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of your job, and like you know, you know what? It, it, so the same guys who are, who next week uh, are singing your praises, oh, you'll talk to them then. But then when they're being critical and doing their jobs, you don't got time for them. Okay, uh, but anyways, just that you know, but more so, shout out to uh, Rasul Douglas for uh, you know doing it. <laughs> he's been here two weeks and he's sitting there answering. You know, and that's why they loved him in Green Bay too. You yeah. know, they would get smoked, and he'd be the one there talking and saying we got to be better. And he's doing the same thing in Buffalo. That's why the Bills wanted him, but uh, yeah. I, I, but to, to to not get too distracted from the from the topic at hand here, Ryan, I'll go. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll go with the Bills on over a touchdown here. Um, I, and then this is legitimately almost nothing on the Bills. The, the, the Cats' offense is just so bad. <laughs> They're brutal. Man. They're so terrible. Yeah, the Bills should get there. They, the Bills should be able to do it on defense at home. I would I would think so. All right, Nick. So is this is now the site going to? resort back or revert back to bills wire i know it's ken dorsey wire right now joe brady wire is it going to go back to bills wire as you get ready for the jets here this week i mean 
Yeah, I assure you. What to look forward to in this week is hopefully we'll be talking about Bills Jets at some point. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yesterday that hit me like a tornado, and I like you kind of almost felt like something was coming, but yeah, still, it's just yeah. like when it does happen. And, and I had an appointment as well yesterday, so I'm just like, I was, <laughs> I was scrambling yesterday. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, back to your regularly scheduled uh, Bills uh, programming. But uh, you know, having said that, we have some stuff up there now too relating to this. Um, uh new uh new look uh new look bills in terms of uh joe brady uh we got you know nine i think nine things to know about joe brady if you want to get to know who that guy is on the bill sideline now uh, some potential replacements for him as um the qb coach and uh yeah uh we'll, we'll we'll have plenty more and i'm gonna definitely hopefully um uh yeah, I, I'm praying at this point that I have time to get my thoughts and takeaways from what happened with Ken Dorsey. I'm hoping to have that up in the morning. So, uh, yeah, if you if by now you hear this and you haven't seen all that yet, um, yeah, uh, take a look. And uh, please, because this is what a week for me. I need it, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I think all of us, all of us, man, um, it's just like that news really hit yesterday when it broke, man. I, I could not believe it. I'm like, wow, they're really going to do Ken Dorsey like that. Again, after like yeah. it, it sounded like that wasn't going to happen, Sean McDermott seemed pretty, pretty sure of himself a few weeks ago when he was asked those same questions by the media, and he said, "No, no, we're not making any kind." Man, of he was like confident that. in him on. Uh, he was confident in him on uh, Monday evening. Confident, <laughs> but we can do better. And then he was not employed in the morning. So nope. Yep. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, boy, but that is that is the world of the NFL. Sometimes a head needs to go on a stake. Unfortunately. For Ken Dorsey, it's his, but he'll be okay. I think he's a he's a pretty good coach. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, I think on the whole of it, did he do a great job with the Bills offense? Probably not. I think the Bills offense has regressed. The quarterback's not playing his best football. So uh I guess there's you could you could say maybe the Bills should have went in a different direction, but I think the optics coming out of that ball game were just like I said earlier, smell. <laughs> smell. Mm-hmm. But Will the Bills have a remarkable turnaround on offense? And overall, will the will the spark, will the energy be different, as Sean McDermott keeps saying, for this Jets game? We'll find out. And Nick and I will be back next week to cover it all. We're looking forward to that again. Subscribe and leave that um, five or six star rating, whatever they whatever they allow you to do. Do that for us. We appreciate it. Tell a friend if you haven't about the show. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.